the plow horse had done that, the old lummox. But he couldn't blame her for being old and clumsy. Apparently his father didn't blame her either. Why should he? He had a better scapegoat in his son. He lay there for a while longer. Even with Lucille's rough hands, there was no pain, or none he would let himself feel. He actually liked the feel of the heavy grease oozing into his wounds, in part because it meant the humiliation of the beating was over, and that was the part he hated most. He knew by the earthy odor of corn shucks in the mattress, and by the mustiness of the quilt crushed against his face, that he was lying in a bed. But this wasn't the smell of his own blankets, which didn't surprise him, since even as powerful as Rock was, it would have been a big chore, and called for a block and tackle to haul a boy of his size up the vertical ladder into his loft. Before he decided to own up to being conscious, he heard the lumbering steps of old Rock fading away across the puncheon floor. He lay there for a minute more, smelling the grease, the corn shucks, the musty quilt, and the stale odor of fried meat trapped in the broadaxe-scarred log wall near his head. He groaned to the rough feel of Lucille's calluses on the worst of his wounds. She stopped her motion and waited. After several seconds, she grunted. "'Boy, I can hear you awake. You may as well get up now. He ain't gonna waste good grease on beating you no more today. Besides, he's fixing to heal you up for plowing, while he takes the horses and that bunch of steers over to Chalice.' Knowing he was caught, Austin started to rise, but the woman pushed him back down, her hands not hard, yet not gentle. "'Hold on a minute, boy. Let me wrap you up, else you're gonna get this mess over everything. I sure am tired of you causing trouble, you know it? Seems like half my days I spend smearing you with grease after you got a whooping. I wish you'd grow up or leave this place. Rock and me could get along just fine without you, you know that?' Austin worked his face deeper into the rough-sewn blanket. When Lucille finished wrapping his torso and tying off the bandage, she stood up from the bed. You're free to go, boy. Not try and stay out of trouble, would you? He pushed to a sitting position on the edge of the bed, his head throbbing. He looked toward the woman through bleary eyes, but she was walking away. In his head, he called her a name— after the mother of the new pups that lived behind the barn, and that animal didn't have an official moniker, only a category. Lucille was her real name, but he couldn't remember saying it more than once or twice. Cuss words seemed to fit her better, though not near as well as they fit his paw. Lucille had come around not very long after a runaway team killed his mother in the streets of Corinne, Utah, eight years ago, back in 71. This rough-talking woman had fit right in with his paw. So well, in fact, that he sometimes wondered if his mother's death hadn't been more than an accident. Viewed solely from the back, Lucille wasn't all that mean-looking of a woman. A slender thing, the two drab dresses she owned hung off her frame like curtains, squaring at the shoulders, then dropping straight down and wrapping around her loosely like they might possibly have held two of her, had she been Siamese twins. Her hair was a mop of greasy, dead-blonde strings, seldom put up, seldom even tied. She just threw it back out of her face and let it part itself and hang how it chose. Lucille chanced to look toward Austin, and he met her eyes defiantly and from her drew a frown. She motioned toward a plate on the counter. 
Your pa said not to give you any food, but you may as well eat that before he comes back in, and I'll tell him I did it. He says to strengthen you up so as you can do the work around here, and I sure don't see how we gonna do that if you're hungry. She stared at him, and he stared back. Well, come on, Freddy Cat. It ain't me that hurts you. Don't know what you're always so scared of. Pursing his lips, Austin glanced about the room to be sure the old man was gone. He stood and edged toward the plate, which was scantily covered with grits and a tad of pork not much bigger than bite-sized to an overgrown shrew. He wolfed this down while Lucille glanced at him now and then out of the corner of her eye. Then he scooted out of the house. Outside, he scanned the yard. The moment he heard the ring of the axe around back, he made for the barn as fast as he could walk. Austin found Haven inside the barn. He glanced.